Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we have a great show today. As we approach Halloween, we're really ramping up or dialing up our spirituality, and just like a radio antenna, Linda, I have been having crazy, crazy dreams, so many things that are going on with with as we like get to this, whatever, All Hallows Eve, All Saints Day, take your pick, whatever religion it is, whatever belief system it is, there's something going on in the air. Well, we absolutely are, and Halloween is just such a perfect time for this, because I hope you'll understand that the veil that separates the physical and the spiritual is the thinnest at this time of year. And, you know, since we're going through this rapid change anyway, this makes it like, oh my God, and it's it's when we're at our most psychic. So I've been having crazy dreams, too, and... um You know, they're not dreams like I'm afraid of these dreams or they're crazy, spooky, you know, can't make any sense out of them. They're just a lot of them going on. And now, you know, I've read that we're more psychic now than we've been in the last 2,000 years. That's a lot of years. That is a lot of years. That's like whenever one of these planets gets super close and they say it's not going to be close again for another couple hundred or thousand years. It's always amazing to me to think like we get to experience this. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, the veil, I say the veil. I mean, sometimes I speak and and, um, I hope, you know, if you don't understand what I'm saying, please, you know, let me know because (laughs) if you don't get it, I think a lot of our listeners may not understand it either. But to my understanding, the veil is the energetic barrier that keeps the physical focused on the physical and the spiritual realm is separate unless we, as human beings, make the effort to purposely connect to that other part of us. And I think that that's so true. Um, And I think when we do that, life becomes much more understandable um, and the way we look at things becomes different. Well, I think so. Well, and to me, it's like a radio antenna, Linda. And this is what it's felt like, like, you know, in the days coming up to this is that, you know, like my intuition is at an all time high. I I yeah. know more than, you know, like I'm on calls with people or I'm on conferences with people and they're like, how did you know that? And it's like, you know what? It's just loud and clear right now. And, um, you know, tonight I'm going to have a reading with uh, Dr. Geraldine Tegelov to talk to my mom. You know, she crossed over for years ago so i'm really excited to see what'll happen because she's in alignment with that veil being thin it's easy to communicate or you know whatever i mean i'm not good at communicating that stuff but she is so you know i'm to take a whack at it no well and it's more about you able to receive 
and you know, and that's the the important part. And I I believe that you are. I, I believe that you're more in tune to that than you even think you are. Uh, and it's you know, and as I said, I think it's a very very good thing. Um, I have friends that now, I mean, they're able to read like people's energies. So if, you know, if there's people in the room, you can sort of see where they are. And even, you know, I, I guess you could do that over the phone because you're saying that, that you're feeling that too. Is it that you're feeling their energy over the phone when you, and, and things are clearer to you? Well, or it's or it comes through an email or it comes through a text. Like I'll give an example of what happened. I had a client of mine, you know, send me a couple texts and they were very benign. But I, but like this thing went up in me where it felt very heavy and very angry and very upset and very frustrated. And I just typed back like, what's wrong? What is going on? And, you know, and he's like, you know, what do you mean? And I said, well, there's something bigger at play. Can you share it with me? And he he, and he unloaded all this stuff. And, you know, and, it, you know, we could call it intuition. We could call it a guess, you know, but my guessing has been a lot more accurate than usual. And I, I can feel that. Yeah, well, I, you know, I don't know if you call it guessing, but maybe it, it's not. And if you say it was very benign, but you were kind of reading uh, between the lines. And you yeah. knew something well, was different. Well, it wasn't different. even that much to read. It was like three little texts. And I'm thinking, <gasps> like I felt this, <gasps> what yeah. is going on? Like this person is upset. This person, like it felt really heavy and frustrated. It didn't feel angry or abusive. It felt like, oh my gosh, this person is really in crisis or pain or something's going on. Yeah. Well, and, and rather than you take that on and say, oh, maybe it's something I did. You actually said, hey, what's going on with you? Yeah, and that's not like me. Usually, I think I did everything wrong. Like I'm usually yeah, the one that yeah, takes but on isn't all that. that a great shift? Yeah, it's yeah. Huge. So instead of instead of mind reading, we've talked to that before of what's going on in somebody else's mind. You said something's changed. Let me be. Let me put on my big girl panties and say what happened. You know, let let's ask. Right. And that's, you know, for somebody like me, who's, you know, been quiet her own whole life. And then in her 40s, like, I think my like throat chakra exploded or something. (laughs) And I just feel more comfortable saying, hey, what's wrong? Because honestly, Linda, if it's something I did, I'll apologize. I'll make it right. Or I'll explain it. And if it's something going on with you, maybe I can help or maybe I can't. Yeah, well, you know, as as the veil gets thinner and you become more attuned, sometimes you just can't be around certain people because it actually physically hurts you to to be around them. Because as you get less dense and they they're more dense, it's like, you know, it's really it it's it's a it's a battle. And so well, I, you know, again, is. I have a friend that just has just chooses to sometimes be by himself more because sometimes when you're out in the world with all the craziness happening, it's just too much. Not only do you have the noise of what's going on, uh, especially here in New York City, because there's so much noise that you're hearing the noise of all of these people come through as well. And it's like, oh, my God, I need I need some peace and quiet. 
Well, and that's what I felt when I lived in West L.A. in Beverly Hills. It wasn't so much noise. It was like this pervasive stress. You know, I think, you know, so many of these people, high-powered, successful, go, 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 drive, drive, drive. The stress level there was enormous. And it wasn't even my stress level. You could just feel like the whole city felt stressed. And when I bought my horse ranch and moved out to the country for some peace of mind, I could feel that energy go down. And whatever energy it is, it, 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 it felt like stress to me. But I was so glad to be away from that because I couldn't function. I couldn't create. I couldn't think. I needed to be free of all that stuff. And I wasn't really good at putting up all these boundaries that that people are like, well, you just need to block it out. You just need to do this. And I'm like, I spent more energy blocking out that energy (laughs) than actually getting anything done. It was more stressful to block than than not to, right? It was. It took an enormous amount of energy because I'm the type of person, like, if you're sitting with me and you're sad, I feel sad. If you're happy, I feel happy. If you're stressed, I'm stressed. I'm like a big old sponge. I know, and, but, you don't, but you want to learn how not to be that because that takes too much out of you. You want to learn to let people work out their own things so that you don't take it on. Because, And once you can learn to do that, it just removes a large burden from you. And the thing is, Sandra, this thing is not... It's not like we're going through this, it's Halloween and oh boy, it's, you know, and then it's going to go away. It isn't going to go away. This, it, we're just at the beginning of a new era. This is, is going to accelerate, you know, where the veil is going to become thinner and thinner for, for a lot of people. And we're just going to have to learn to operate in a new way. Yeah. I mean, because the old way is exhausting. The old way is frustrating. And it's, you know, I I was talking to somebody um, who recently said to me, she's like, well, you know, your mom has been passed, you know, for almost four years now. And how does that make you feel? Because it's this month. And I'm like, well, I still have bouts of really sadness. But, you know, I said, I hear her in my head all the time. And she challenged me. She goes, how do you know it's her? And how do you know it's not your imagination? Or how do you know it's not? And I'm like, you know what? The messages that come through are loving. They're friendly they're supportive they're funny so if it's my own subconscious and it's not my mom or it's it's you know it's clearly not some evil entity coming through but it comforts me and you know what if i die and that's the end of it and i'm wrong so be it i at least had fun and felt comforted thinking my mom's popping into my head every now and then with these one-line zingers that make me laugh like what's the harm there is absolutely no harm and it's and it's and it's a very it's a good thing it really is because I think people that resist this new age that we're in now um, are going to have a very, 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 very rough time. I think I mean, so. Because Even I my... think it's the fear of letting go to something that is beyond us. And my God, you know, there's so much more to us than just flesh and bones. And if people do not start to really understand that, to realize, to operate from those wonderful powers that we have, you know, I don't know how, how they're going to survive because it's, I, I really think it's going to accelerate. Well, yeah. And I think of like my conservative Christian friends who say, you can't call yourself a conservative Christian if you're, you know, you know, talking to your dead mom. And it's like, you know, I'm like, how do you know it's not God (laughs) coming through to comfort me? You know, it's like God comes through to comfort all of us. And, you know, he spoke in tongues for crying out loud. Like, why can't he speak in my mom's voice to me to comfort me at two o'clock in the morning when I feel sad? It's like the whole thing just starts to get laughable because we have to stick these labels on it. And the labels have to be my label and not your label. It just gets a little loopy. 
Yeah, it does. And and when people don't understand something, you know, I think they fear it. And then what do they do? They they just you know f- you know fight it. They fight it, and so they fight you. And um, after a while, you don't want to be around those people because it it takes too much of your energy, or as I said before, it actually hurts you. I mean, well, physically hurts you. Does. You 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 know you just feel oh my god. I, I just got to get away from this person because it's like there's somebody banging on my head and I can feel that. Right, right. It's just too much. I mean, and it's funny, Linda, and then I'll take us to commercial break. You know, the same lady asked me, she's like, well, you know, what does your mom tell you? I'm like, you want to know what she told me recently? She told me, don't wear that color. It washes you out. It's like, if that's demonic speak, you know? <laughs> Then I'll take no, it. That, that would be right. mom. Yeah. <laughs> that would be my mom. So, okay, so I'm going to take us to commercial break. This is Powered Up Talk Radio. My name is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Linda Franklin. When we come back from the break, we're going to visit with Amy Cope, and we're going to talk about dreaming. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Vilasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. When I'm walking past the mirror, mirror. 
We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are going to be visiting with Amy Cope, and Amy Cope knows just a little bit about dreams. She's actually a dream expert, and I find that fascinating because she's much more than just a dream interpreter. You know, there's lots of books, there's apps, there's all sorts of places we can go to interpret our dreams, so we're going to take things in a little different direction uh, today, and, and Linda, you had a question for Amy right off the bat based on our earlier opening conversation. Yeah, no, absolutely, because I think dreams just tie into this about, um, Amy, about the, the, the veil, um, that it is getting thinner, and as it gets thinner, we become more intuitive, and we probably, um, that probably reflects in our dreams as well. Absolutely, yes? absolutely. And as I was listening to your conversation, um, the thing that came up most for me was exactly what you're talking about, that the veil is much thinner through our dreams. And that's actually one of the ways that we can connect to spirit. And what I love about dreams so much and what I want to convey and when I talk to people about dreams is that you can connect to spirit, you can connect to the God of your understanding through your dreams very easily. So how do we so how yeah, do we what do you that? do? Like you just dial a dream or go to bed and say, Okay, I wanna tune into God tonight? Like like how do I call my mom mm-hmm. in my dream? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um as far as dialing in and tuning in, there's really absolutely nothing you have to do. Just the fact that you're dreaming and the fact that you're making that connection and having a dream and remembering it, even if you don't remember it, that's one way that you can dial in and that you can tune into spirit and have that connection. Um, and as far as like, if you want to have a specific dream about your mother, um, yeah, absolutely. The way that I do that is I set a dream intention. So before I go to bed, and this is actually something that I do quite frequently with my own mother too. She's also crossed over. Um, I'll set a dream intention before I go to sleep saying something like, Tonight, I want to have a dream about my mother, or tonight, I would like to connect with my mother. And it doesn't always work, but more often than not, I will get a dream about my mother when I do that. So that's definitely something you can try. How did you first get interested in the mysteries of our dreams? Um, Did you have some sort of a personal experience that said, oh, my God, I've got to learn more about that? I did. So, and that actually ties right in perfectly with the veil and what we've been talking about so far. Um, It all started for me after my own mother died. Um, And I was, I started this intense spiritual journey. Um, I was really seeking more of a connection. I wanted to connect with my mom. I wanted to learn more about my own spirituality. So I was, I went through this journey. I went through this process where I was listening to lots of spiritual radio. I was reading books and I was reading a lot about people that just had these spontaneous experiences. Um, Like they would have a spontaneous channeling or they'd have a near death experience and they'd come back from these experiences and they would have this profound realization and understanding about life. And I got to the point where I was like, 
how do I have this experience? You know, I've been reading all about it, but how can I have it for myself? And at the same time, I was having these profound dream experiences. And I started to realize that dreams are one way that you can connect. Dreams are one way that you can have this experience. And what I love about dreams so much is that everybody can do it and it doesn't require anything spontaneously happening to you. That's out of your control. I have a, a question. Um, I know Sandra was, was close to her mom, and it sounds like you were close to your mom. What if your relationship while they, while they were in human form wasn't, wasn't the greatest? Um, do you think that that can be kind of talked about and rectified in dreams? Or if you, if you, if you couldn't communicate well in life, can you call them to communicate better in afterlife? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question, too. And that's another thing that is exactly what's coming up with me in my own journey and my conversation with my mother, because we were close and on the one hand, but on the other hand, we didn't really communicate very well in that open communication wasn't really part of our relationship. Mm -hmm. So even now, when I try to communicate with her, I'll ask her, I'll ask for her to come to me in a dream or in other ways. And I don't always get what I'm looking for. So that's just a block that maybe that I have or that we have in our relationship that needs to be healed. So how long have you been since your mom passed? How many, how many years has it been? She passed six years ago. Okay, so my mom passed four years ago, and I found that it was really easy for me, like the first year, and now it's 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 harder for me. I thought it would get easier. And I talked to my mom every day when she was alive. Like, I'd start out my day with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and call my mom in New York and have a little chat and then go about my day. Yeah, and I was listening to your um, show with Barry Ian, and he was talking about how they get busy and they... They start doing other things in their lives after. Yeah, didn't you love that? Yeah, that was great. (laughs) So that's what I would think maybe if you're having a hard time communicating with her now, but still you can still make an intention and, you know, let it be known that this is really important to you and see what happens. So we have somebody that's joined us on the show today, one of the the sub-producers. She wants to know, do you ever smell your mom? Like I sometimes, I actually smell, it sounds weird, I smell flowers, like like blooming, night-blooming jasmine. I sound, you know, I live in the desert, so there's no night-blooming jasmine out here. But I will be going to bed at night, I'll be putting laundry away, and then I will smell her. Wow. And... You know, I just thought I was losing my mind because I would smell it come in the windows and there's nothing but like sagebrush coyotes and, you know, dirt where I am. So there's no way that could come in there, but I smell it. Wow. And I have a friend that that I just spoke to this morning about that very thing. And he says, you know, and he's done it before and he's very, very spiritual and very connected. But he said, lately, I just can't get away from the perfume that I smell, you know, I, so listen, three people have just said this exactly the same thing. So if, you know, if you're a duck start quacking, that's got to be very real, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. And the way I, the way I view that is that there's, 
we have these different senses. So we have these different ways that we can communicate with people on the other side um, through our dreams, through our sight, through our um, through our hearing and smell too. Why not smell? That's perfect. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of these things, you know, girls, when we do these shows, I'm always amazed because, you know, we all think we're so unique or like, you know, we're so afraid to say like, oh my gosh, you know, sometimes I smell things and I think of my mom and, you know, you think you're a little bit crazy and then you find out like, you know, Frankie smells cigarettes and, and, you know, uh, what did, um, what did Fred smell? Did he say what it was? Perfume, you know, perfume. Yeah, and he's and he's. Uh, this isn't the first time that he said that. Um, and I think basically he he uh, believes it's his mom because his mom just passed last year. Oh. Yeah, you know, and and if you're in a place where there is, you know, your own apartment or or wherever you are, and you know it's not your perfume, and there's nobody else there but you, it, what could it be? Right. I mean, right. And we can't all independently at different parts of the country at different times in our lives have the same experience if it's not somewhat universal. Right. Exactly. And these are just showing us like, I love the mystery of the whole thing. You know, I mean, we have these experiences and we give them meaning and we understand what's happening. Um, But at the same time, there's not necessarily that like logical, like knowing you know, like you can't prove it. Well, now I have a question for you um, that sometimes I'm a really prolific dreamer. Like if I'm going through like a really creative stage at work, you know, and I'm, I'm creating, creating, creating or programming my pants off, you know, I dream and I wake up exhausted from my dreams and I've, I've done so many things in my dream, sometimes solving the problems that I couldn't figure out during my work day. Awesome. But then there's like an absolute zero. Like when I was going through my divorce and my mom was dying and everything, it's like all of my dreams just seem to evaporate. And I know we have to go to commercial break. Um, but I want to ask you, Amy, really quick before we get into this, when your mom died, did you feel like something cracked open you, something released, something just like, I don't know what it was that happened, but all of a sudden I saw the whole world differently. Yeah, absolutely. When my mom passed away, I mean, everything just turned upside down for me. And that's what really started me on this path and on this journey, because I, I needed to find out more, I needed to find out what was going on. And I needed some kind of proof or some kind of confirmation that we are more than what we're told, and that we are greater than what we're told, and that we're more than that we see. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to take us to commercial break. This is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin for Powered Up Talk Radio. For those of you that missed the first half of this episode and want to catch the Barry Eaton episode that we referenced here, you can find us on iTunes. Just type in Powered Up Talk Radio and it'll pop right up. You can also go to our host station, Toginet. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com, Toginet dot com. There's this and a couple hundred other shows just like it that we've done mainly about the spiritual 
spirit, spiritual, afterlife, all these different topics. So if that interests you, you can also check out our website, poweredup.talkradio.com. Now we're visiting today with Amy Cope, and we're going to talk about when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about remembering dreams. Why sometimes do we dream prolifically? Sometimes we don't. These are really big questions that we're going to put towards Amy and Linda and I, of course, are going to be right there to give our opinions. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. LinkedIn. It's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show. Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we are visiting today with dream expert Amy Cope. Now, before we went to break, we were talking about dreaming and not dreaming, and when I dream, if I dream, it's intense, it's sweaty, it's exhausting, it's crying, it's laughing, and I wake up the next morning remembering most of it if not all of it and it seems to have certain repetitive themes now that's just me now linda you can tell us how you dream and then frankie asked um what if you don't dream so linda i'm going to ask you the nature of your dreams first because you mentioned puffs of smoke and then we're going to have amy talk a little bit about it from her perspective no, well, um, what I refer to as the puffs of smoke are the actual dreams. And if you don't, 
if you have a dream and you you have trouble remembering your dream, they always keep a notebook by your bed and then write it down because if the longer you wait to write it down, it, they evaporate like a puff of smoke because it's like, you know, they're very, they're like clouds. You know, they just, they kind of just disappear. I don't have a particular theme, I don't think. I keep, you know, not that I can remember anyway, but um, but I do, I think I do, I I believe that we dream every night. We just don't remember them. But lately, I've I've I had one last night that I I did remember. But they're you know they're very elusive. But um, I want to start uh, asking for something you know a message uh, before just before as I'm ready to nod off. I'd like to have an answer to this question or what do you think about that? And I don't think you have to be that specific. I think you just put out the intention and it, it will eventually come to you in the dream. Do you, do you agree with that, Amy? Yeah, absolutely. I do that frequently. So what I do before I go to bed is just set a dream intention. Um, like I had mentioned to Sandra earlier about connecting with her mother, you can do that about anything. And I'll do it if I have like a decision to make and I'm really not sure what I want to do. I'll put that out to my dreams. Like, is this course or is this ceremony or whatever it is I'm deciding about, is this right for me? And I always get a dream related to it. And the thing is that they, your dreams don't really give you like a yes or no answer. Like if I were to say, is this course right for me? I'm not going to get a dream that says, yes, go take this course. It's more symbolic and it's showing me if I were to take this course, this is the experience that I'll have. Or this is how I will feel about it. And then based on that, then I'll make my decision. Or something, if you ask the question, and it may not come back to you in, the, in a dream that's definitive, but things will happen in your life, like today with the dreams and then this newsletter and then the smell thing. I mean, it, it, you have to pay attention to what's going on around you because that could be the answer you're looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I like to do with dreams is I like to look at my entire life as a dream. So if something unusual stands out to me, I'll say, if this was a dream, what would I make of this? And interpret my whole life as if it were a dream. And that's exactly, really I mean, is. that can be, yeah, it really is. <laughs> and that can be really useful to help you figure out what's going on and why certain things are showing up for you. Well, like, okay, I get that if it's positive, but like for me, my dreams are always, at least recently, they're always the same. I'm, I'm either lost, I'm looking for someone or I'm looking for something or like, you know, I had a dream a couple nights ago where my friend's little boy Beckett had wandered off and we were in the mountains of Colorado and we're trying to find him or I, I, my parked my car and I know it was here and then I can't find it. And, you know, last night I had parked my car with my wallet and my keys in it and I was wandering around going, I know it's here somewhere and it's they're very stressful for me. They're not fun, happy, like woohoo, that was a great dream, let's go back. It's like crap, you know. <laughs> that's not restful. <laughs> you know? So I don't want to use that filter of like, oh my dreams alive, because then I'm like, oh my god, am I hopelessly <laughs> lost? You know, like, you know, destined to relive this in my dream. Like what do you tell somebody like me whose dreams are not like puffs of smoke, as Linda put them, but they're like annoying relatives that are like yammering in my ear? Yeah. 
if my dreams or if I was having dreams like that where they were like annoying relatives yammering my ear, <laughs> I would stop and I would pay attention because that means that my dream is trying to show me something important that I need to understand or that is important for me to know in my life. And one of the ways that they do that is to get your attention in some way that will get your attention. So for you, that sounds like being the annoying relative is enough to get you to pay attention and be like, I keep having these repetitive dreams. So, right. But what do they want? Like if I'm always losing something or trying to find someone or try to help somebody find something like what the heck? I mean, like if I got it, I wouldn't have these dreams anymore. Exactly. So what is it? I don't think it's what they want. You know, I mean, isn't it true that in our dreams, no matter who's in our dreams and what the situation, it's all us. We're the only one that could, you know, we're ma- we're making this up. This, these, this, everyone in our dream is us. So what 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 is that that other side that trying to tell us about us? It's not about anybody else. It's about us. Yeah. So when we look at dreams symbolically like that, that's absolutely true. From the symbolic perspective, everything that we dream about is something about us. So what I would say to you would be to connect these dreams with what's going on in your waking life. And I know that sometimes this can be difficult to do. We don't really know what's going on in our life that connects to the dream always, but the feelings are a really simple way to do that. So in these dreams, how are you feeling? Stressed, upset, frustrated, um, you know, like at a loss of going, you know, and, you know, I don't know, is it because I'm a single mom and I don't have a relationship? Is it because my company is growing and it's kind of like fragmenting in three different directions and I don't know where to focus? I just kind of, you know, go with the flow. I, you know, it could be any number of these things, but why is it upsetting my restful sleep? Because it's not anything I can make a decision on today. Like I can't just, you know, boom, you know, produce a husband or boom, you know, take my company in a you know, it's in a growth stage. So I understand that, you know, I don't know where else direction I am lost because I have my faith. I have my family. I have my friends. I don't feel lost when I go about my day. So I would just look at the feelings like where in your life do you experience those same feelings of stress? I mean, is it, it sounds like you experience those in all the different areas. Sure. Well, I'm a single mom running a company, you know, that would be normal to me. So why are, you know, the spirits of the beyond pounding me in my sleep? No, they're not pounding you. You're pounding yourself. It's your subconscious letting loose. During the day, you're busy, you're working, you're doing your thing. You're not really thinking of, of, uh, of next day or, or 10 days from now. But in, you know, when you, when you close that conscious part off and your subconscious is taking over, these are fears that, that, that you have that you don't realize during the day. So, um, don't be afraid of them. You know, and I think the more you accept them, they're going to go, it's going to go away. So, you know, I could, that's just what I'm, I'm thinking, you know. I'm not a dream expert, but it, but that's what it seems like to me. Well, is that how we get them to go away? Like, because that's my, my I, would, I want a restful night's sleep. There are different ways you can have a restful night's sleep. Um, but one of, if you're looking to actually understand your dream and to have them 
to get the restful night's sleep through resolving the dream, um, the best way to do that is to resolve whatever the underlying issue is. And I have a little game that um, I like to play with clients if, you, if you're oh, game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm game. This is like okay. Sam's therapy hour every week. <laughs> okay. So um, do you have one specific dream that you want to play this game with? Yeah, it's the it's the lost one. I've lost my keys, lost my car, lost my purse, lost my friend's kid. But isn't that a common dream for a lot of people? Absolutely. Losing things yeah. is very common. Yeah. Okay, so was there any other details about that dream or was that basically it? Well, there it's all, you know, usually it's in a an area I'm unfamiliar with. It's not in my house or anything. It might be a different location or some location from my past. And there's usually I'm talking to somebody in the dream, so I'm not alone in the dream, and I never wake up with the satisfaction of finding it. Okay. So how do you feel during the dream? What are the feelings associated in the dream? Big frustration. I don't feel fear. I just feel frustrated and and blocked. Like, you know, something is preventing me from doing what I want to do. Mm, Good. And then when you wake up in the morning, how do you feel immediately after these dreams? I usually wake up and I'm tense, like my shoulders are tense, my body's tense, sometimes I'm sweaty, and I have that thing where you like hold your chest and you don't breathe. Perfect. Okay, now I'm going to ask you a question that maybe might seem a little bit unusual. Um, Oh, good. We're going to have a cliffhanger right before commercial (laughs) break. (laughs) Is there any possibility that these dreams could come true in the future, either literally or symbolically? Is there any possible? I thought you were going to say, is there any possibility you're pregnant? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but is there any possibility that these dreams could come true? Not really, because they're losing kids. I, I, you know, I've been a parent 12 years. I haven't lost one yet. And I don't really <laughs> lose it as far as I know. Um, and I don't really lose my purses and stuff. So I don't know if they can. I, I don't think so. Yeah. And I asked that question because um, sometimes dreams can be precognitive. So I always like to screen for the precognitive dreams. And okay. it sounds like this one is not precognitive. Okay. So now we're going to go to commercial break. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, Frankie Picasso, who's joining in via Skype. And we are with Amy Cope, and we're talking about dreams. Can this dream be precognition? Am I going to lose one of my children in the future? I may kick them out. I don't think I'll lose them. But it's a very common dream that we have. And when we have dreams that are frustrating or we feel blocked, uh, when we come back from the break, Amy is going to walk us through what we can do to unblock, to face our fears, if that's what they are, as Linda Franklin put, or if we can simply just work with these dreams until they go away. This is Sandra Beck from Powered Up Talk Radio and more after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we are visiting with Amy Cope. And for those of you just joining us today, this is my personal therapy hour and dream interpretation time (laughs) with Amy Cope. But we were talking uh, before the break about how how many of us have dreams that we're going to lose something and, you know, or we're, we've lost something and, you know, they're pretty common. And, you know, you said that this, you know, most likely isn't a precognition, you know, who knows, but, but it didn't feel to you like a precognition. What's the difference between a precognition and then an actual just dream that's trying to get your attention? So the precognitive dreams are the ones that will actually show up and that will play out in your waking life. And as far as I know, there's no real way to tell which dreams are precognitive, at least for most people, until it actually shows up in your waking life. So that's why I asked you that question, could it be a, could it possibly be a future event? Because I always like to just screen for that in case there's a possibility. Because then if there is a possibility, then you can take action if you like the event to make sure that it does happen. Or if it's something that you don't like, you can take steps to prevent that from happening. Got it. So the I'm, other question I have before, Linda, before you hop in, can dreams be retroactive? Because I think about the losing the kid dream. And, yeah. you know, I was in a custody dispute last year in and out of court. And, you know, I helped my girlfriend through the death of her four-year-old from terminal brain cancer. So I thought that would be a good time to have these dreams of losing kids or dreams of losing things. Now, when everything is kind of stable in my life, why would I dream? Like, can dreams be like after the fact, like, can that happen? Yeah, absolutely. Dreams can 
show up around anything that's going on in your life, whether it happened in the past or whether it's still an ongoing issue. And often when they show up as like retroactively, as you put it, that's more about something that still needs to be processed or still needs to be dealt with, or maybe the feelings are still up for you. There's still, there's still energy in those feelings in whatever the dream is depicting. And in this case, it's your loss, the loss of your objects and your children and your purse and your wallet. Amy, do you think that when we dream, there are times that we actually travel in our dreams, we actually like leave our bodies and go somewhere else um, in that state? Because sometimes you feel like you do, and then um, when you wake up, it's like you wake up with a thud, and you're holding your heart like you're, you're going to, like you've stopped breathing. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely have the understanding that you can, you actually do travel to different places in your dreams. I know that seems a little bit difficult for some people to wrap their head around. Um, but my understanding is that we actually do leave our bodies and our spirit actually does leave our bodies when we're dreaming and we can travel and that we do travel to different places through our dreams. So I could dream date literally. Yeah, you I'm could single. totally dream date. <laughs> you it's could like dream that date. Game. You know, we had when we were girls, the little dream date where you could pick the guy. I don't know if you guys ever played that game, but that's funny that we could dream date or we could dream visit our friends and relatives. And, you know, do they have to be like, do you have to call them and go, hey, I'm going to have a dream meeting with you tonight? Or do you just dream the person? You can just dream the person. And, you know, I've actually had some people write into me and tell me that they have met the people that they're going to meet or date in their dreams before they actually meet them in real life. And that is a real thing that you do experience what you're going to experience in your waking life. You experience it first in your dreams. Hmm. So I'm going to dream date Steve Martin tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Who? Steve Martin, because he makes me laugh. Okay. You can set an attention and then let us know how it goes. I'd love to hear about your date. <laughs> Amy, on your website, you talk about your dream challenge. Can you tell, tell us what that's all about? Yeah, absolutely. So I run a dream challenge. Uh, I've done it twice so far. And what that is, is just little challenges that people can do with their dreams to work with their dreams in different ways. And I usually start with writing your dreams down because for me, that's the most important thing you can do if you want to start working with your dreams. Um, And then each time it changes. So I'll have little different challenges to get people to work with their dreams, do something with their dreams um, or act on their dreams in a different way than we're used to doing normally. Well, do you interact with your, with with the people that are actually doing this? Yep. So I, so I run it live, so I'll send out the emails and then we have a Facebook group and I'll post the challenge and then I'll post some questions related to the challenge and then I'm doing it along with you. So I post my experiences. One of the challenges I did was draw a picture. So I posted my picture and then everyone else posted their picture as well in the Facebook group. 
All right. So our listeners could act, could go to Facebook and then they could um, they could actually participate in this themselves. Yep, it's called the Dream Into Life Community of Dreamers on Facebook. Hold on. But the dream, I'm going to there right now. The Dream Into Life, what is it? Dream Into Life Community of Dreamers. Oh, the dream. Is there a link on life. your website? Yeah, there's a link on my website okay. in the Dream Challenge, in any of the Dream Challenge posts. But the best way, if if you want to participate in the next challenge... The best way to do that would simply to be to sign up for my mailing list, um, which you can do right on my website, amycope.com, at the top of the page, and I'll let you know when we're having the next one. Okay. Okay. So have you um, have you heard about results that have happened from this challenge from from the two uh, different challenges that you that you've conducted? Yeah. So people post what what their results are and what happened during that night's challenge on Facebook. So if you request to join the group, you can see all those results. But yeah, we've had people who have never set an intention before. So one of the challenge was set a dream intention and then they would post their intention and then the dream that they had and how it relates back to their intention. Which is re- I find it really cool because even people who have never done this before, I feel that through these challenges, they really start to connect with their dreams in a different way. Yeah, well, and I just want to tell you, I have a copy of your dream journal. I got an advanced copy of the dream journal, and you guys can buy this on Lulu or order it on Amazon. It is Prime eligible. I got the white one. There is a purple one. And I really like the white one, and I like that I have something, like, organized. Like, you know, I'm not good at, like, a scrap of paper by the bed. I don't like the look of it. I don't like anything. But I can put this book with a dream catcher on it by my bed, and and you can just write in it. And it looks like a regular book, so nobody's really going to pick it up unless they feel like reading it. So you don't have to worry about your nosy kids, you know, poking into it or your husband picking it up and reading it. I just think it's cool to have an, an official place to put your dreams down rather than like a piece of paper yeah and right. what and i then, did and, no, I'm just gonna, and then i'll let i it's just that then you can connect you can you can if, if it's an all-in-one place then you can you can make some sense out of them exactly and what i did with my journal that i think is different from other dream journals is that i did i created a process that i do with my actual clients right in the dream journal so the dream decoder game that i sometimes will play um, that's right there, laid out on the on the back page of the dream journal. So you can go through the whole process and figure out what your dream means and how it relates to your life, and screen for future future events. All right there. Well, yeah, because I think it's hard. I know once I started, you know, I got this dream journal about a month ago, so I've been more conscious of my dreams. And I, I, I don't always write them down but because a lot of times I said they stick with me, so I, I don't feel the need. I'll write them down after the fact. But, mm-hmm. but it really gets confusing when you start to dig in this stuff, and I think that that question thing helps sort things out a bit, at least for me. Yeah, and that's the idea, to just help you make sense of your dreams and to relate them to your life. Because that's what they're there for. They're there They're there to be used and they're there to relate to your life and to actually use them in your life. Yeah, they're guides. Exactly. They're guides. And, we, and you know, and if the, more, the more time and, uh, uh, that we use 
paying attention to to uh, to this guide and to and to other little intuitive pieces that come into our lives, I, I think it's going to make a whole lot more sense of why we're here in the first place. Exactly. Well, and how does dream, and I know we've only got like three minutes left, so I mean, I'm going to throw the you know mic over to you, but how does dreaming relate to our spirit, our soul, and our body? Like, that's the one thing I'm confused about. So in the Iroquois tradition, they have something called the secret wish of the soul. And I really love this concept because to me, it really sums up like what dreaming is all about. And what that says is that through your dreams, your soul reveals itself to you and it reveals its longings and it's really your heart's desire gets revealed through your dreams. So as far as the spirit goes, this is where you're going to find places and opportunities for your growth and your highest expression. And you're also going to find places where you need healing and where you could benefit from doing some inner work potentially. As oh, far I love as your, that. Yeah. And as far as your body, dreams can also reveal things about your health and what's going on with your physical health. So your dreams are like this all-knowing, all-wise mentor who really knows everything about you on a spiritual level, on an emotional level, on a physical level. And your dream is like this report that tells you everything you need to know about your life. They're like windows to the soul. Exactly. There you go. There you have it. Amy Cope. Check her out at Amy Cope. That's A-M-Y-C-O-P-E dot com. You can go ahead and bring your dreams into life with her. Uh, she's got a blog. She's got a shop. You can work with her. There's a dream dictionary, all sorts of cool things about getting, you know, turning these nightly dreams into a life you love. That's what most attracted to me to what you're doing. I'm all about making a life you love. This is Sandra Beck and my co-host Linda Franklin. Uh, We want to thank you for listening today. We want to thank Amy Cope. We want to thank Roy for producing our show. We want to thank Frankie for being part of it. When we come back next week, we're going to talk more about how to have your best possible life. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage 